You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Today, we talk with Tamar Newman, the executive director of the Omaha Fringe Festival. She is a writer, dramaturge, educator, and theater critic. She has served on the board of directors for Chameleon Theater Circle in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and spent many years helping to judge and run their new play festival. She is a theater critic and has written for I'll Say Twin Cities and currently writes for The Reader. She completed her BA with English Literature from Western Washington University and her MA in English Literature from the Weber State University. She has completed her MA in theater at UNO, and she currently teaches writing at Metro Community College. Tamar, along with Aaron David Wrigley, Director of Operations, and Laura Marsh, Managing Director, and a partnership with Omaha Under the Radar, brought the first Omaha Fringe Festival to Nebraska in July 2019 at the UNO campus. The Omaha Fringe strives to bring the different members of the Omaha theater community together for one open access and inclusive festival where theater artists can experiment with new works and audiences can experience new theatrical movements. We were thankful to have the chance to talk with Tamar about Omaha Fringe and the World Fringe Day, which is celebrated on July 11th. So please join us for our conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Tamar Newman, the Executive Director of the Omaha Fringe Festival. Welcome, Yes, Tamar. thank you. Welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> so now, of course, uh, as we have all heard, and we'll just start this right off the bat, of course, uh, because... We listen to things and check websites, as we have all heard, unfortunately. But like a lot of other stuff, the the Omaha French Festival this year uh, was postponed until next year yes. to 2021. It was yes. postponed, mm-hmm. um, which means all of the acts, which were everything was selected for this year, uh, have opted to uh, almost all of them continue on into next year. And so, but that's what's happening. But uh, tell us a little bit about um, what's been going on with you guys and and the decisions that went into this and uh, what's in store coming up. Sure. So you are correct. Yes. Unfortunately, we had to make the decision to go ahead and postpone Omaha Fringe 2020. So our yeah. second annual festival will become our second annual festival in our third year of existence. Which cool. I know. I feel many theaters are probably feeling um, that same experience. So we were very fortunate. Uh, We had already had our lottery party, uh, which Mm -hmm. essentially was an event where we chose the artists who would be performing in the Omaha Fringe for 2020. And when we reached out to them and explained that we would not be able to hold the festival due to concerns about artist safety and audience safety, Almost all of them elected to go ahead and hold on to their spot until 2021. And we are very nice. excited about that. Wonderful. We have some fabulous artists who are going to um, grace us with their presence next year. So we're grateful that they're going to stick around. Um, we can talk more about that later, too, if you want. Um, so since Absolutely. then, we've been kind of thinking about how to stay involved and keep people yeah. thinking about fringe festivals. And so the first thing that we're going to be doing is celebrating World Fringe Day on July 11th, which we're really excited about. 
Okay, July 11th. All right, World's Fringe Day. It's coming up. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. it is coming up very quickly. So um, <laughs> we're very excited about it. Uh, essentially, it's a day that was started only a couple years ago. So okay, or three years ago new. now. So it's a pretty new uh, holiday, if you will. Um, yes, it was started <laughs> in, by Edinburgh, by the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, actually, to Ooh. celebrate their 70 years of existence. So, which is where all the fringe stuff kind of comes from, from, correct? Yes, absolutely. So, Edinburgh, 1947, actually, is when oh. the first fringe festival happened in Edinburgh. Although I wouldn't say that it was called that. Um, they had a big okay. arts festival. They wanted to celebrate the arts after World War II, you know, kind of coming back, okay. all that wonderful stuff. Um, and it was curated, so they had artists who were asked to be in it. And right. then a bunch of artists showed up and started performing on the fringes of the festival. Ooh, uh, there you go. Um, yeah, and they came back year after year, and it kind of was born into a fringe festival. So it's a lot of the artists that you think of that um, are experimental, they want to try something new. Maybe yeah. they don't have it quite figured out what they want to do yet. So they can use a fringe festival as a way to workshop and try things out, see how the audience reacts. So then they can go back and fiddle with it, make it better, make it stronger. Um, just a really great opportunity for artists like that who can kind of figure out what is the new thing? What do they want to work on? What's interesting yeah. to them, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's kind of where it began. So in honor of that 70 years, cool. Edinburgh started the World Fringe Day. Neat. Yeah. So from, just so you know, mm. from the humble beginnings in 1947 yes. of a few artists mm. performing, um, there are now over 200 fringe festivals in the world. Wow. Are there really 200? Over 200, yeah. There are over 200, yeah. Because I know <laughs> we have, uh, there was one in Kansas City, and I know we have, of course, Omaha. Yeah, so Kansas City has one. They're the closest to us. They would have been the closest Fringe Festival before I started the Omaha Fringe. Um, Minnesota has one of the biggest and largest ones in the nation, so up in Minneapolis. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, they always run the last couple weeks or the first two weeks of August, and they, the whole city is basically taken over um by oh, french festival it's huge it's huge huge in fact that's where i first discovered a french festival was when i moved there i didn't know that they existed or what they were okay. until i moved there and um kind of experienced it i was like this is amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this I was like what is happening <laughs> to me right now i'm so excited <laughs> about this <laughs> Oh, they're great. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. And, um, it's really interesting because there was a large amount of fringe festivals for a long time and then they all kind of died away in the nineties. So for example, Seattle had a huge fringe festival, Mm -hmm. um, but it went defunct in the nineties. Chicago had one that went defunct in the nineties. Um, there's a few that stuck around. So Orlando, Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Francisco, those are kind of the big ones that have been around for 25, 30 years. Okay. Um, and then, and then in the early 2000s, they all kind of started coming back. So like Chicago came back again. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly when Kansas City started, but I know they've been around for, I think, 15 years. Yes, so. it's been a while, yeah, because I've had friends hmm. in there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. so they, you know, so they're kind of in that time period as well. Some of the other yeah. cities that had, had had a Fringe Festival and then it went away, they kind of brought them back in the early 2000s. Mm. So it's been interesting mm. to kind of see how the movement um, started and then kind of faded and then has come back in many ways. So I'm... Yeah. You know, nerding out about French festivals. What do you want no, to know? I can I can answer yeah, all of your no, questions. <laughs> no. Well, what what does the Omaha Fringe Festival look like? Yes. Yeah. What can someone yeah. expect. So the Omaha Fringe Festival, I chose to model it. So there's kind of two models of a Fringe Festival. Unless you're New York, who has a very special version of Fringe. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they just recently like restructured their entire Fringe Festival, and they do some very interesting things with how they run it. Um, mm, okay. Anyway, so mm. I there's kind of two ways you can do it. One is either a lottery or a first-come, first-serve. Okay. Yeah, because okay. the point of a Fringe Festival is that it is not curated. So basically anybody who wants to perform has the opportunity to perform. Okay. So, so for the Omaha Fringe, I decided that I would use the lottery system because we're pretty new and I didn't know who would apply that first year, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted to make sure that people were aware that it was happening and that they could apply. Whereas if I had just done the first come first serve, right. you know, after Everybody the first didn't. eight applications, we would have been done. And then, yeah. Oh no, someone didn't find out about, you know, yeah. I wanted to make sure that people had ample opportunity to be aware of it and yeah. kind of toss their hat into the ring. So cool. we, we chose, we choose our artists by lottery. Uh, the first year we had, 25 applications, so not terrible. Not, you know, I was pretty happy about that. I felt like the word got out, people were interested, people applied. Yeah. Um, and we only had eight slots. So, you know, applications to slot ratio was, okay. a, was pretty good. Not bad. Hmm. Um, we ended up actually having 10 productions. Okay. Um, yeah, because we, we didn't limit the... There wasn't a time restriction on the length of the play. Oh, okay. <laughs> and oh. so we ended up with some short plays, oh, which okay. were great. Yeah. Um, but then we also had to figure out like how to make that work. So we ended up having like a short slot, right? Yeah. So multiple plays got to perform in that 60-minute slot. Okay. Neat. Okay, cool. Yeah. So And then we also had a late edition, um, Little Wars was a student production at UNO, uh, fellow graduate student of mine, Jeremy Stoll, it was his graduate thesis. Uh, they raised a lot of money and they actually took their production to Edinburgh, to the Festival Fringe oh, there neat. last August. Yeah, mm. well, it was a really cool opportunity for the students. And so before they went, uh, we wanted to see if they, you know, we wanted them to perform at the Omaha Fringe. as uh, kind of like a Mm -hmm. Hurrah, you know, because we were at UNO yeah. last year, yeah. we were using their facilities, they're kind of one of our partners, and a lot of the students involved in Little Wars, was they were involved with Omaha Fringe, there's a lot of crossover, great mm -hmm. opportunity to kind of showcase this awesome play that then went on to Edinburgh a few weeks later, so, that, so that's why we ended up with 10 productions, kind of added in uh, production, and then the shorts added in some spots, but technically we had eight slots. <laughs> so, <Okay>. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so each of the, so we want the lottery, we're going to continue to stay with lottery. Uh, okay. It just kind of makes sense for us right now. 
Sure. A lot of the bigger festivals go lottery. I know Kansas City does first come, first serve. Minnesota does lottery. Yeah, do. I don't know. Um, it's mm. fun. I think the lottery is kind of fun. Last year, we it was just me in a coffee shop with one other people, one other person, drawing names out of a bowl. So it, wasn't, <laughs> it was not that exciting. Um, but no, that's very glamorous. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but this year, we actually had a little party. Uh, we turned it oh. into an open mic night, and we had... Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, we had the artists Wait. come, um, those who could make it, like the artists who had applied, and then we got to announce the artists as, you know, like as the evening went on. And so the hope is to make that an annual event. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, COVID has changed some of that because we won't have a lottery mm. party next year because we already have everybody chosen. Um, yes. But, right, so that would hopefully yeah. become a part of our festival. Yeah, um, that would be cool. Yeah. So do you get a chance to to read the productions at all before that goes I into don't. the lottery? I don't. And you know what's funny <laughs> about it is that I actually didn't even see half of them last year. Oh, no. I know. That's um, so not fair. I know. You're too busy, I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, because last year with the amount... Um, so Aaron Wrigley and I were the team that ran it and we had volunteers who were amazing and wonderful and helped us run the box office and helped us usher. Um, but we still needed, Aaron was kind of running the, um, house manager role, right? Like he was working with the stage managers and just making sure the artists had what they needed and working with the artists in the green room and making sure every, yeah. everybody has to, um, set and strike in 15 minutes. So you have to haul your set on, get it set up in 15 minutes. And then when your play is done, you have 15 minutes to strike and get it off the stage. So the next wow. people can come in, okay. you know, okay. so Aaron was kind of the man in the trenches dealing with all of that, making sure that the artists knew where all their stuff was, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was the person who was making sure that audience members knew what was going on. Right. So I was front of house and talking to everybody and introducing myself and introducing the productions and, Right. making sure the box office was going swimmingly you know I was kind of running around like that so I only saw um I saw pieces of darkness like a dream by Anna Jordan um okay. because I, I slipped in and watched a little bit um yeah. I had seen Little Wars previously but I didn't see the production they did at um our festival um okay. I saw <laughs> Hummingbird by Jason Levering um, at tech rehearsal, but I didn't see it like at the actual okay. festival. Um, right. And then I saw the two shorts. I saw both of our shorts. I was able All to right. slip in and watch those. Mm. Um, but I wasn't able to see, like we had the improv art um, from Big Canvas. I wasn't able to see their show. Oh, I wasn't able to great. see, um, oh, yeah. what was that? There was, oh, Doug Hako. I was so sad that I didn't get to see uh, his show. He did three different no. performances each night, and it was all about his journey, um, like different pieces of his life journey. Uh, oh, cool. So, and it was very, like, performative. One night, he shaved off all his hair, like his huge beard and his hair. And, oh, wow. Um, one night, he, like, well, he didn't give himself an actual tattoo, but he did this whole tattoo piece. Anyway, he did all sorts of really fascinating <laughs> things, and I missed all of it. I was very sad. Cool. So very, very sad. Um, I didn't get to see Tim Barr's Carnival. I didn't get to see the stand-up comedian Andrew. Anyway, so there was like a lot I didn't actually see. Oh. <laughs> I saw like pieces at tech rehearsal and 
So next, maybe 2021, I'll like make a special. We'll have to change that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Go so, to the festival, and you'll never get to see it. I understand I that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Aaron and I were joking about that because we were like, it's kind of sad because we like ran this whole festival and got to see all the artists, and, and then we didn't actually get to like. You never get to see anybody. I know. <laughs> but I know it was great. I know it was great because the audience kept yes. talking about how wonderful everybody was and the pieces no, that I saw. Well received, yeah. Our artists worked so, so hard and they were all just so professional and yeah. they produced great stuff. So I don't need to cool. see it, I guess. <laughs> so to answer your question, no, we actually don't read any of the scripts or see anything <laughs> until the performance. And even then, still not then. And even oh. then, we may not get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awfully nice of you. <laughs> so were you thinking about doing music at some point as well? Is it productions? And then were you thinking about adding at some point other types so, of art? So um, we have yeah. talked about adding a visual art component. I don't know if we'll add musicians only because last year when we started, we were partnered with Omaha Under the Radar. And we were so lucky to have partnered with them because they really helped us launch and really helped us figure out how to run a festival. But their, the heart and soul of their festival is music and dance. And so they bring in a lot of musicians and dancers and okay. artists to Omaha. Their festival is curated, so it is a little bit different. But still, it's got a similar okay. feeling to it. And um, I feel like that role is probably already filled a little bit in Omaha where bringing okay. in kind of a interesting theater festival with a lot of new writers and performers and stuff mm -hmm. like that isn't necessarily filled in Omaha. So we'll yeah. probably yes. stick with just, I mean, we did have okay. dancers last year. We had belly dancers last year and they were fantastic. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. They were really cool. Chrysalis studios. And they were all about, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. And they were all about yes. women who are any size and shape and color and whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. it was just like a celebration of women and it was really wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. And for 2021, we have a group of, I'm going to get this wrong. So I apologize to this artist in advance, um, but they're a form of dance from India and I can't remember what kind Um so we have dancers nice. there as well. Um, yeah. But the focus is that mostly theatrical. We do end up with like yeah. stand-up comedians. Um, and we have talked about visual art, but that would be, you know, a few yeah. years out, you know, as we yeah. continue okay. we'll, to we'll figure out. The yeah. The setup for that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The presentation of that. Yeah. yeah would yeah. be hard. Yeah. So, and we probably wouldn't yeah. ever do film because, you know, the Omaha Film Festival They've right. they're already filling that. Um, they got that base yeah, covered. They've yeah, they've got that mm -hmm. covered. And in fact, Jason Levering, who's executive director of the film festival, was the one who wrote and directed Hummingbird, which was in the Fringe last oh, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is fairly involved in the Fringe at this point as well as a wonderful advisor and mentor. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, we're already kind of connected between the frame yeah. and the film festival. Right. No. So I don't know if we would need to add in that component either. I like it. I think that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I'm always a big proponent of look around and see what somebody's not doing and then do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, cause exactly. that, that way. Yeah. Cause you're now you're the one doing that. And, and here uh, we are. Yeah. No one else is. <laughs> yeah. And, now you don't have to and, compete. And, 
Yeah. Well, and now you're the best one doing that. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you get to determine how it gets done. That's your idea, yeah. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and it gives you an opportunity to stand out because now you're not like the, anything else, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's one of the things I really enjoy about Fringe Festivals is you, it, all kinds of different stuff. And it's not something you'll ever walk into a, a regular theater a lot of times and see. You won't see people doing mm-hmm. all the time, you know, experimental stuff or working stuff out or just different acts like belly dancers or, or whatever. It's just, yeah. it's, it's going to be stuff you're just not Absolutely. normally going to see. Mm-hmm. I, love, I, I love it. Um, Amy Lane, when I first started this project, she kind of helped me think through some different pieces. Uh, she's a little bit of an expert in French festivals as well. And mm. she called it a choose your own adventure. Ah, <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I think it's an absolutely it. perfect description of a fringe festival because you just yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get, right? It could be amazing, yeah. it could be horrible, <laughs> it could be yeah. mediocre. Right. You just like, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, no, I'm always a fan of, uh, of, yeah. of theater type festivals and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Since high school, started going to the you know uh, international thespian convention and. And I, I don't know why, but just all festivals are just, uh, theater-type festivals are just wonderful because you just get to go around and see so many different things in kind of a short amount of time. Yes. And uh, I just love it. And yeah. everybody's just there to do their best work, and you get to see all kinds of stuff. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get to have it this year. Okay. I, I'm it's, really looking forward to it next year. year of, yes. <laughs> Sorry we didn't get to do yes. this this year. But we get okay. to celebrate the the World Fringe Day. Yes, World Fringe Day coming up on July 11th. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that, as I stated earlier, we're kind of using it as an opportunity to fundraise a little bit for our festival this year since we okay. can't do a lot yeah. of in-person events and we won't be able to raise money in the ways that we were last year. We're using World Fringe Day as a way to bring awareness. But another thing I think that is really cool about World Fringe Day is the unification of all the fringe festivals. So a lot of them celebrate it and you can see it on social media. They highlight all the different artists and people that are involved in their festivals. That's cool. And there's a lot of festivals this year that did choose to go virtual. So we've posted about some of them. So if you're interested in checking out what a fringe festival might look like, yeah. Although virtually, um, almost all of them yeah. are free. They usually have free options and then also some pay options. But um, the Great Salt Lake is doing their Fringe Festival online. Denver Fringe is online. Minnesota Fringe is online. I think Kansas City Ooh. is going online. Are they? Wow. Well, okay. So great opportunity to kind of see what it's all about since you won't mm-hmm. get to come to Omaha Fringe and see our awesomeness. Yeah. You can kind of check out a little bit of what other people are doing. It tied um, you over until yeah. Omaha Fringe comes back in 2021. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. So we've been kind of promoting some of that, you know, like check out these other fringe festivals because it really is a great community where people support each other yeah. and they're excited to have this kind of art form in their community. So that's one of the big things we're celebrating on World Fringe Day. And of course, all the people that made us successful because. We could not have done it last year without our partners and our artists and our audience Mm -hmm. members, right? So we're celebrating all of that. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. of course, as all theaters are right now, we are asking if people can and are able, if they could donate to help us 
live another year. So Right. Yes. So how would they go about doing that? So you can donate on our website, omahafringe.com. Um, it'll take you okay. right to a donation page. And in addition to that, if you want a little present for donating, um, hmm. we have our fringe buttons from 2019 and 2020. So we make a different button every year. Uh, a lot yes. of fringe festivals do that. They have like their little buttons. So we have our buttons. I love that. Yeah. I, I saw that earlier. I'm actually going to be doing that later. Yes. <laughs> nice. So if you donate, yes. I will send you both buttons. So yes, wonderful. I will be doing that. Get yeah, our yeah. get our fringe buttons and show your fringe pride. <laughs> How neat! Gotta get my theater buttons, man. <laughs> I'll post the links in the show notes as well for people, and then I suppose you also have it on social media. Yeah, um, probably on your page as well. They could check out your page and Facebook yep. for sure. Yeah. yeah, Facebook for sure. We also have our Instagram at Omaha Fringe Festival, um, and then cool. our uh, and on Twitter. So we're Neat. we're trying to be everywhere. Should be proud That's of great. that. It's going to be amazing. Very excited. It's my first French festival, and so I'm very excited to be able that that you guys allowed all the acts to continue if they wanted to through till next year. And so that that includes my little thing that I was going to be in. So I am I am still excited to work with the, all the people I was going to work with. So. Um, and we're just going to do it next yeah, time. Yeah, and you and... should tell us what your production is called and who you're working with. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess I could, I could stop being so cryptic. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yes, no, I'm working with uh, 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 Madeline McRae wrote a play called uh, Lunch Date. And uh, myself and um, uh, Mackenzie, it'll be really awesome because I'm working with two really great people. So hopefully I don't mess it up too bad. <laughs> that's great you'll love it at omaha fringe um all fringe festivals the atmosphere is just really fun because there's a lot of like oh you know you have to do things with very little set because of your quick strike and your quick setup right and so very easy you know light easy costumes just kind of in out very flexible um you don't know what space you're going to be in until the week before. So you kind of, you're just like, it's just really fun. It just really teaches a lot of adaptability for artists. And I don't know. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. And, and wishing you the best of luck and we'll be there next year. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.